Hi, I'm Mars Ward, president of Callaway's Nursery. We're based right here in Dallas-Fort Worth, and we're proud to sponsor this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Morris, my friend of many, many years. I've known him, gosh, almost 40 years. Thank you very much, and welcome, everybody. Welcome to the program. Mike Bass in the other studio, running the boards and answering the phones, and I'm in this studio, and I am answering the questions. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. It's a great day to talk gardening. Maybe the last hot day for a while. We've said that, what, eight or ten times so far now? 800 288 WBAP 800-288-9227. Please give me a call right now. Let's fill up those phone lines. They're all available to you now. This hour is sponsored by Callaway's. They'll be open at 9 today, 9 until 6 today, and they are loaded with beautiful fall decor. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about what you can do to make your landscape look beautiful this fall. Let's talk about what things... uh, Uh, what happened to them over the summertime and last winter and the winter before that it's going to turn for the better here and i can help you please let me have a chance let me talk to you about gardening it's 800-288-WBAP 800-288-9227 we've been joining together here on the weekend since 1978 oh you weren't here you weren't here then well goodness we missed you you're here now Give us a call. We begin the program every Sunday morning by uh, visiting with uh, Stephen Hayden, horticulturist with the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. Stephen joins us live right now from the Botanic Garden. Stephen, good morning. Good morning to you, Neil. Appreciate you joining us. And I always begin by asking what's happening in the garden. Well, the beds along the newly renovated Old Garden Road are looking particularly good at the moment. The entire length of the pathways are blazed with color. Both sides feature zinnias with a few patches of marigold sprinkled into the display. That sounds beautiful. Tell people what Old Garden Road is. Maybe that's a familiar, an unfamiliar term to them. Yes, it was for many years it was the, uh, the access into the garden, um, and then it became a service road, and more recently it's been developed into a beautiful walkway. Um, that's, we're, still, uh, we're still keeping going with the, uh, the old name for the time being, but... Uh, it's no longer our garden road at all. It's a, it's a beautiful walkway that uh, is one of the main thoroughfares into the garden. Some major renovations going on in the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. It will be a, a beautiful facility, already was, and will be made even more beautiful. You have a featured plant this week. You've already mentioned it by name. Tell us. I have. Uh, whilst we're on the subject of zinnias, I thought we'd uh, make it our plant of the day. Zinnias have been doing well all summer and continue to put on a good show here in late September as we head into the fall. Zinnias are annuals. They need full sun and come in a variety of heights, flower size and colors. From the low-growing profusion series, which are 12 inches tall and commonly used as summer bedding plants, to the large-flowered Benares giant variety, which can grow as tall as 48 inches. We have two varieties growing along Old Garden Road. The smaller flowered variety is Oklahoma Formula Mix, and the large-flowered ones are Benari's Giant. Both varieties make good cut flower. I think it's always nice to be able to take a bunch inside. The zinnias along Old Garden Road were grown uh, from direct sowing. They require well-prepared, rich soil. Seeds can be broadcast or sown in drills a quarter of an inch deep. As were broadcast and then raked in lightly. Once they have grown two or three true leaves, 
they should be thinned to 9 to 12 inches apart. The soil needs to be at least 70 degrees for the, soil, for the seeds to germinate, which usually comes around the first week of May. I always remember Cinco de Mayo as my guide for sowing zinnia seeds, and ours was sown on the 3rd of May this year and uh, worked out well. Yeah, that's, that's great. And uh, there's another uh, thing that I've had with zinnias, and in a small garden you can accomplish this. If you can get zinnias in August, kind of like we do the, the merry mums, the marigolds, and plant them at that time, they also do very well if you find a nursery that has nice transplants in, in, uh, in August. Yeah. So you have a couple of seasons of zinnias, and they color up so beautifully in the fall, like you're talking about right now, uh, <laughs> with fall's cooler weather. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not yet happened, but it will. So good yeah. deal. That's great. Really appreciate that. I, what I, events I, do you I, have going on? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, as, as you mentioned, the, uh, the ability to sow them in the fall, some of them have reseeded, and they are coming up nicely in the fall. I don't think they'll be there long enough to make a, make a show, but they are germinating, as you, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So events, what have we got for events? Uh, events in the garden are in full swing right now. Uh, the garden's fall plant sale is right around the corner, so we want to be sure everyone has October the 5th to the 7th marked on their calendars. We can talk more about that next week. This week, we have three exciting Celebramos events taking place. Later this afternoon, from 4 till 7 p.m., Ballet Folklorica will be performing, followed by a parade through the garden led by flag bearers representing every country in Latin America. And And the fun ends with a dance party. Next Friday, we have family night at Casa Azul with food, drinks, and music. And on Saturday night, September the 30th, we have an event for adults which features tequila tasting, margaritas, food from local Latina restaurants, dance demonstrations, and music to dance the night away. Details of all these uh, events can be found along with tickets on our website. All right, good time to mention the website then. The website for the Fort Worth Botanic Garden would be? fwbg.org. Just the initials, fwbg.org. And how do they find the Fort Worth Botanic Garden? We're just north of I-30 on University Drive across from Trinity Park. Almost everybody is familiar with Casa Manana. If you uh, take uh, the uh, University Drive exit off I-30 and you end up at Casa Manana, you missed it. You went a little too far. Turn around go back and you'll see the beautiful entrance. You're not going to miss it. Look for the floral uh, clock. That's uh, That's the entrance you want. All right, and 24 hour information telephone line. What is that? 817-463-4160. 817-463-4160. All right. This has been Stephen Hayden, horticulturist at the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. And as always, we thank him very much. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you very much. All right. Talk to you next Sunday. You bet. That is sponsored, as we mentioned, by, well, I didn't mention, by WhizQ Stone, another, uh, another established uh, with a great reputation, Fort Worth business, WhizQ Stone. Mike and Derek Wisnan own and operate this business founded by Mike's dad back in 1983. They are experts in making dreams come true in landscaping. Very active in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. I was at a meeting of uh, Region 5 of TNLA a week ago and, and just hearing people talk about Mike and Derek. 
off to the side in, in glowing terms and how much they do for that region, for that area, and for the nursery association in general. But that doesn't matter to you if you're just looking to buy beautiful stone. That's what brings us together here in this conversation. They have 22 acres of the most glorious stone, and they're there to help you. Their people are there to help you. From the time you drive in the gate and go into the building to to say, hey, I need some help. I'm building a retaining wall. I'm building a patio. I want a fountain. I need pool decking. I want decorative gravel or river rock. They are there to say, we have it and we will show it to you. And then you say, I have some photos of something I really would like to match. I saw it in wherever you were. And they'll say, we can come pretty close to that. We have that stone. We got it in such and such a place. And they'll drive you out on the cart and show you exactly what they have. And then you show them measurements of your yard, and they say, here's how much you'll need. And then you say, I'm trying to script this stage play. Then you say, uh, I don't think I can do that myself. I don't have the equipment. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have somebody to help me. They say, well, we know the best landscape contractors anywhere around, and they have stonemasons on their team. And why don't we suggest two or three companies, and you can make your choice. And that's how it works. Or if you just want to have them deliver and you do it, putting a, a walk together out of stone is one of the most uh, enjoyable things you can do. Or, or putting river rock in as an edging or as a, an alternative to ground cover for a nice break in too much ground cover in a landscape. They have the best. All right. Now that's WhizQ Stone. I need to give you the particulars so you won't forget them. W-H-I-Z hyphen Q and uh, then stone whiz q stone the website is whiz-q.com they're at 4501 east loop 820 south 4501 east loop 820 south and that basically is in far southeast fort worth open monday through saturday closed on sundays and the telephone number is 817-429-0822 it's whiz q stone Neil Sperry and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened. I'm Amber with Callaway's and Mesquite, and now back to Neil. Thank you, Amber, very, very much. I might add that uh, the uh, folks at Callaway's also are very active in TNLA, the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association, and they also have that utmost respect, and they work hand-in-hand with the folks from Whiskey Stone. This is all a bunch of really great. Region 5 of TNLA is, boy, if there's a region that's any more active, I don't know where it is. They're fabulous. The Dallas region, uh, Dallas and Eastward, is really good as well. But that Fort Worth group, and they are the ones who do so much for Christmas is for caring. So uh, we are grateful at the Denton State Supported Living Center for them. First call today is Tommy in Capel. Let me give you the phone number. Let's fill up the other couple of lines. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Tommy, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Uh, I'm losing uh, my boxwoods. I've got some tall shrubs in the back of my house, I've, I've got like six boxwoods, and they're four, a little over four feet tall, and about mm-hmm. three and a half feet in diameter. Uh, I've lost one completely; it's completely dead, and then I'm starting to lose another one of those six. 
in the front of my house, I had boxwood hedges. I lost one right in the center. There's 12 of those. And I lost one that completely died out right in the center of them. And then All right, tell I'm me, so- uh, yeah, I, I, I've got the inventory. Now tell me, first of all, what month this happened or, or when it happened? Oh, they started, uh, I, uh, I want to say about uh, a month and a half ago, maybe two All right, months. and what were the symptoms that you saw? Well, the the leaves just started turning brown in in, in spotty areas, and then just just one part of the plant, and then another part of the plant somewhere on on disjointed. Yeah. That's right. And how fast and, did the whole plant get impacted? Uh, it took it about two weeks. All right. Uh, you're back in the primest of prime time for the heat and drought back at the 1st of August or so. Um, I'm, I'm oh, just going to go ahead and ask the... I hand watered every day. Right. Um, and did you start that before this showed up, or did you wait? Did, did the hand no, watering no, I, start? I, yeah, hang I on just a second. It, no, go ahead. We hadn't had our normal rainfall. I started early hand watering, and I, on right. the front. Where Describe I your hand water. watering to me, Tommy. Hang on just a second. Let me ask a couple of sure. questions. I'm gonna run out of time. Uh, Describe your hand-watering to me rather briefly. Just how did you do that? Well, uh, in the front, I have a soaker hose on it. But in the back, every day I would take and uh, turn on the hose, and I, I would just stand there for about five minutes and water all the way around. Uh, All right. What did, a, hang on just a second. Hang on. We're sure. running out of time. I, I'm getting uh, more detail I need. I need to know how much water they were getting and for how long. Did you have a water bubbler or a water breaker on the end of the hose? And there, therefore, did you have the hose turned up really high or was it just dribbling? How long did the soaker hose run? Did it run for a couple of hours or just for or, or maybe six hours or just for 30 minutes? On the soaker hose, but the the tall shrubs in in the back, I I turn on the hose at full pressure. But then I, you know, I adjusted my hose sprayer where I completely soaked the soil all the way around those hedges. And I know. Uh, Let me do the best that I go ahead. Okay, I was just going to tell you there are a lot of these boxwoods that are dying in this area. Mm-hmm. And now mine are 30 years old, but there's some that are 25 years old that are completely dead. Right. Well, I've watched boxwoods all summer and, and hollies and others, and uh, let me do the best that I can. Without without seeing them, it's difficult, and I, I really feel like I rushed you, and I apologize. I end up getting myself uh, way behind and can't can't uh, meet the news at 8:30. That's my problem, and that's not your issue. I, I don't mean to be rude. Um, what I have seen time after time this year is that 
at these temperatures, we had to water much more and much more deeply than we were used to. And a lot of folks who were watering thought they were watering enough. This happened in a couple of my beds where my sprinkler system was set to run for an X amount of time to water a couple of ground cover beds because that is, has been adequate for 45 years. And it wasn't, and I lost areas of ground cover and had to go back and, and manually water those areas, and I didn't get there in time in a couple of cases. I have to replant. Uh, it was at a time when I just wasn't feeling the greatest and didn't get into those parts of my landscape. So I, I've lived the same thing. Uh, I'm not aware of any disease. You're going to hear about boxwood blight being a problem on the East Coast and out of control and no, no control available from Europe coming to the East Coast. It's not here, and I don't think that's what you have. But, you know, it eventually will get here probably, but I don't think that's the case. Um, I guess spider mites are a, a possibility, but that doesn't, or lace bugs, but this doesn't just sound like it. They don't hit uh, helter-skelter like that here and over there and around. That's why I asked that question. I think this is probably drought. It may be a sprinkler head if you have a sprinkler system that, that didn't water uniformly, or it may be that the hand watering didn't get uh, enough of the root system and parts of the plant uh, remained drier than it should have. They needed to be watered down 12 or 14 inches, and it's hard to get this clay soil wet that far down. I think the problem is is in there somewhere, and there are going to be a lot of plants that need to be replaced after this summer. I don't know if that's the case with yours. Uh, a photo would, would help. Uh, you might want to take a, a photo into one of the certified or master certified nursery uh, uh, leaders at, at Callaway's or any other retail nursery. You're welcome to post a photo to my uh, eGardens newsletter. You'll need to do it right at 6 o'clock when it goes out because the quota reaches pretty quickly. I can't keep up with that load even close, but I'd be happy to look at it there. Um, but, you know, somebody needs to see these to be able to validate what I said. Uh, but just turning brown and, and uh, dying out. Another thing that will happen to boxwood, if they're pruned repeatedly, a lot of times, uh, they run out of juice. They just get tired of being pruned. They put out new growth, and they get pruned back into the old growth. They're pruned, put out new growth, get pruned back into the old growth, and they just get tired of that after 25 or 30 years. A lot of shrubs will, and so it might even be that. But a photo I could tell in a micro moment, if that were the case, just by looking at the plants. So anyway, I hope I helped. And um, so, uh, look... Try to get a photo to somebody and, and if possible, maybe get, get one to me and, and see if there's a, a possibility. Uh, I hope I helped. I need to, need to get into the rest of the, the, the program. Thank you, Tommy. Um, okay, we'll come back. We have Mary, and she's going to be moving Aspidistra. Wants to know when and how, and that's a question I have in 450,000 questions. Never, ever been asked. That'll be a fun one to do. I have Aspidistra plants. And I can help, and I do have an answer. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my book, and I have decided to leave it on sale for a while longer. Not a long while, but a while longer. I had it on sale at $34.95 a couple weeks ago to help my wife finish out uh, paying for her re-election bid, which was successful, to the McKinney School Board. The, uh, the credit card payment came due. 
had to do it. There was no way. The uh, Anyway, we, we talked about that. And I have one other project that I'm working on. I'll share that one in, a, in more detail another time. But, but uh, I'd like to get cash flow in on that one as well. And so I've left it at $34.95. This is a hardback book with 344 pages, 840 of my photos. It uh, was printed in Texas at Clear Visions in San Antonio. Great company. And I went to all 42 of the press checks. That's one reason I didn't want to have it printed in China. Plus, who wants a book called Lone Star Gardening to say printed in China on it? No, thank you. 11 chapters. Chapter 1, The Basics of Gardening in Texas. And uh, that covers soil types and climatic zones and uh, hardiness zones and why I think the 1990 map is more accurate than the 2012 map, etc. Uh, then chapter two is that 48-page calendar of when to do everything. Chapters three, uh, and that's, that's four pages per month on the calendar. Chapter three is trees. Chapter four is shrubs and then vines and ground covers and annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit and vegetables. Everything is in there for you. 840 photos. That really illustrates everything I'm trying to say. Your satisfaction with the book is completely guaranteed or I'll refund every penny. Not one request for a refund in the 81,000 books that I've sold. They're really selling well now and it makes a great Christmas gift or housewarming gift or birthday present. So again, uh, if you'd like to get it, it's only $34.95 for a hardback book printed on high quality paper. Now the ways you can order it, the ways you can buy it, uh, I hasten to say it is not in stores and not on Amazon. You either call my office Monday through Friday business hours, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769, or you use the better way, which is to order it from my website right now. You can learn more about the book there at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y, .com, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. As soils go from dry to wet to dry, our foundations are taken along for the ride. Serious damage can ensue. If you're seeing signs of what you fear might be foundation issues, let the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair do their thorough evaluation on your home's foundation. It's free, and if you don't have foundation problems, they'll tell you so. Their work is affordable, and it's guaranteed for the lifetime of the home. Advanced Foundation Repair, 214 333 0003foundationrepairs.com. All right, good people there. Let me tell you about Mueller. At Mueller, they believe in value. Their Value Plus buildings are pre engineered and they feature an easy to assemble, bolt together design. Mueller's durable roofing panels are hail resistant. They come back by a 30 year limited paint warranty, but true value never stops at just a quality product at a reasonable price. It also shows in the service you receive during your purchase and in how a company stands behind their product after the sale. Mueller understands that buying a steel building or metal roof for your home can be a lifetime decision, and Mueller will provide assurance before, during, and for decades after your purchase. At Mueller, you simply get more. You get more for your money, more confidence in their company, and that gives you more value. Call Mueller uh, tomorrow at 877-2-MUELLER, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. That's 877-268-3553. Or visit them online at MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. Mueller means value. 
Niels Berry and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened. I'm Cher with Callaway's in Louisville, and now back to Neil. All right, Cher, thank you very, very much. And Mike, what do we have? We have 30 seconds? Got a different clock right now going. 15 seconds. All right. Well, that's not good news. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a break for the news, and then we will come back. And uh, to uh, Marion Plano, I'll help you with the Espedistra. Stay there after the news. DFW's News, Talk, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 820 WBAP. And KPLX 99.5 FM HD2. A cumulus media station. Trending now. A reward for information on a fallen officer. I'm Lori Waffenschmidt from the Newspray.com WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP first traffic and weather. On the ones. In South Dallas, the entry is blocked due to a vehicle fire on the feeder of I-20 eastbound at I-35E. The vehicle fire also has the feeder closed, I-20 frontage eastbound between I-35E and Houston School Road. And in Dallas, ongoing bridge construction has the roadway reduced to one lane on 45 southbound between I-30 and South Lamar Street. Your WBAP forecast, heat advisory in effect until 7 p.m. this evening. Today, mostly sunny, a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms, highs in the upper 90s, heat index values up to 109. Right now, it is 81 degrees in Dallas, 82 degrees in Fort Worth. The Dallas County Sheriff's Office is working with North Texas Crime Stoppers to find the person involved in a deadly crash on I-20 in Dallas County on Thursday that claimed the life of Arlington Motorcycle Officer Darren McMichael. Arlington Police Chief Al Jones says McMichael was driving to work when the accident happened. Officers who are reporting to work uh, for the day are considered in line of duty. Crime Stoppers. Uh, Therefore, this will mark our ninth in Arlington's history that officer has been killed in the line of duty. Crime Stoppers is offering a $5,000 reward for information that leads to an arrest and indictment. The Dallas Cowboys take on the Arizona Cardinals later today on the road. The game marks Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott's 100th as the team's QB. Dak reflects on his first game with the team. I think I started out pretty fast out of the gate, um, being able to get the ball to some guys. Remember B's having a day that day. Um, but it was fun. Uh, it was fun at a t- at AT&T Stadium. And um, yeah, but to be on 100, um, hopefully 100 more to go, I guess. Dallas and Arizona kick off at 325 this afternoon. From the WBAP News Desk, I'm Lori Waffenschmidt. Your next news update at 9 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day and keep connected to News Talk 820 WBAP 99.5 FM HD2. Thank you, Lori, very much. Let me tell you about Wild Birds Unlimited right now. This is a great store, just a great store. It's the McKinney store. Sure, there are other Wild Birds Unlimited, but they won't measure up. This is the one you want to go to. It's been voted the store of the year a couple of times by uh, the national audience, and it's at 3001 South Hardin Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway on Hardin, right beside Tom Thumb. Easy to, um, I bet Tom Thumb appreciates all that advertising, all the traffic we draw into their store. And uh, you'll appreciate being uh, uh, sent on in to Wild Birds Unlimited. What you will find when you go in the door, number one, an exciting place to shop and see all of the uh, bird-related things. You'll find all the different seeds and feeds and feeders and nesting boxes. And you'll also find a wonderful 
uh, array of uh, staff there to help you. There always will be three or four people. Uh, they will be cheerful. They will greet you. And after you've been in a couple of times, especially if you have bought anything and, and they have learned your first name, they will greet you by name. And they'll probably remember what you bought the last time to help you make that selection. They may even ask you how that worked out. And uh, that's really cool. It's really nice. The Wild Birds Unlim Unlimited people understand birds. They are bird enthusiasts themselves. This is a, a really popular hobby. We have a lot of things migrating through right now, uh, headed uh, south for the wintertime. Many of them go to Central America. Some go to South America. And Wild Birds Unlimited people will help you get the right feeds to help them and attract them and, and uh, nurture them along the way. And a lot of them spend the winters in your backyard. So that's that's the great thing. This is the McKinney store, Wild Birds Unlimited, open 10 until 5, six days a week, closed on Sundays. At 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway near Tom Thumb. Don't be surprised if you see me in there. That's my source of the finest in bird seed and feeders and everything else related to wild birds in north central Texas. Wild Birds Unlimited. 3001 South Harden Boulevard, right beside Tom Thumb in McKinney. I need news, weather, and traffic at the top and 30 minutes past. Instant, it's constant, it's up to date. News Talk 820 WBAP at 99.5 FM HD2. For the finest in tree care, you call Arborological Services. For the finest in tree care, the number that you want to write down and put on the door, that magic door in the kitchen, 866. Oh, you don't have a door like that? I thought everybody did. The one that's falling off because of the post-it notes. Okay, wherever you put these numbers, 866-552-7267. That's Arborological Services. And then you put beneath that the company Neil recommends. A-R-B-O-R-I-L-O-G-I-C-A-L. And look that up. It's a forestry term. You'll find it in every forestry reference book. Not because of the company, just because that means related to trees. Arborological services. That's what they are. Don't ask them to prune the boxwood or the or the uh, mow the grass. They don't do those things. They work on trees. When you see the equipment they bring to your job site, you'll say, boy, those people are serious about trees. The one thing they won't bring to the job site, listen to this one. I asked Steve Hauser once, the owner of the company. Steve, I notice you never have ladders on your trucks. How's that? I said, Neil, if I have to hire a guy who has to have a ladder to climb, I don't want him or her because they're not safe. Oh, never thought of that. There are people climb into the trees right now. It's just amazing. That's part of being a really good arborist. These are the best. They have a 13-time Texas State Tree Climbing Champion. They have three people who have been selected as Arborists of the Year for the state of Texas. They have college-degreed plant pathologists, for, uh, uh, foresters, and horticulturists on staff. So these are the people you want. Arborological Services, best it gets, the only people who will ever touch our trees, and they'll be touching our trees in about a week, 866-552-7267. News Talk 820, WBAP, 99.5 FM HD2, and WBAP.com. And then finally, I want to tell you about my website. It is neilsperry.com. That makes sense, doesn't it? All you have to do is spell it correctly. I didn't buy all the possible 
uh, uh, variations of it. In fact, uh, somebody else uh, bought one of the variations many years ago and just uh, just camped out on it for a long time. I thought, well, that's kind of tacky. But anyway, it's N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. And um, that is uh, the place that you go to buy my book. It is uh, the main way that people have bought 81,000 copies of Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, the book that is not in stores and not on Amazon. It's on my, on my website. You can also call my office to get the book, and we've talked about that before. But the best way, the better way, is to buy it directly from the website at neilsperry.com. That also is where you go to sign up for my free Thursday night electronic newsletter, eGardens, at neilsperry.com. It also is where you can see my 1,001 Frequently Asked Questions, and these are legitimate answers. It's not just one-word answers thrown back at you. This was a book that I wrote for a company that later went bankrupt, and I have... um, uh, I have uh, uh, modernized them, make sure they're all still very accurate. The book is about 20 years old, and I thought I better look through that and make sure everything still applies, and it does. So that's uh, on my website, archived information on rose rosette virus, and also on crepe myrtle bark scale and St. Augustine diagnostics, all at neilsperry.com. Take a look. I think you'll find it useful. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. I'm Arcadia with Cornelius Nurseries in Spring. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Arcadia. What a beautiful name to be in the nursery business. Oh, my goodness. Uh, when, and, and Cornelius Nursery is the Houston uh, arm of, of uh, Callaway's. Sterling Cornelius was beloved in Houston when he retired. Uh, the uh, Callaway's people said, if you want to sell, we want to buy. And just, it was a, a, a business marriage made in heaven because everybody loves both. So anyway, that's good. Let me go to Mary in Plano, who's been waiting very patiently. Mary, this is Neil. How may I help you this morning? Oh, thanks for taking my call, Neil. I love sure. your program and your book both. So Thank um, you. I need to move a clump of Aspidistra. It's been there 20 years, but we're doing a little renovation. So... I, I would like to know what my best shot at keeping it alive and what I need to do to the soil to move it. Is it okay? Is it pretty vigorous now? Um, no, it has not been as vigorous since we had the snow again um, season. Yeah. It, it got nipped by that. It's 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 vigorous around the edges, but but died out in the middle. Sure. Uh, yeah, it needed to be covered at that time. I, I cover mine every year. I, I think at the beginning of the winter, well, I think I'll just not cover it this year unless it gets really cold. Well, every year it gets really cold, and I mm-hmm. end up putting a putting a, a frost cloth over it, and then that usually happens around Christmas or, or soon thereafter, and I just leave it covered for six or eight weeks, which is not pretty. I have mine along our driveway. I, I, I've told this story before. You probably have heard it. Um, I had a, a nursery that was going out of business 25, 30 years ago, and that was the only thing they had that I had any interest in. There was no way they were going to pay me a check. They owed me money, and I said, well, I'll just take Aspidistra cast iron plant. And I planted it along my drive, and then I, I got to thinking, that was a, that was not a smart move because it's going to freeze, and so I've, I've paid that price with the frost cloth. It's done well. The frost cloth makes all the difference. Uh, if... If you can wait until uh, late February, I would do that. 
and I would cover it this year so it doesn't go downhill anymore. Uh, if you have to move it, how how big is the clump? Um, I would say it's um, two and a half feet wide. Okay, and and round roughly. Yes, yes, round. Yes. Okay. All right. Maybe, You're no, going to want three to. Feet. Let's say three feet. You're going to want to break that into individual uh, small clumps, maybe the size of a volleyball, uh, and then space them, maybe uh, give them 8 or 10 inches in between. Uh, it, it is divided when it is replanted uh, in, in normal terms, and mm-hmm. uh, just like you would any perennial, and I'm dividing it into slightly larger clumps just because the plants are not terribly vigorous. And you may end up discarding the plants that are right in the center because they may not have much vigor at all, but the ones around the edge, I would do that. And because dividing a plant weakens it, I would not do that in the fall. I would do it in the, in the uh, uh, early spring. But that, mm-hmm. would pre- that would require that you protect it over the winter or it will get weaker and weaker. Uh, if you can't do that, if the, if the improvements need to be made before then, what I would do is dig those and put them into into three gallon pots with good potting soil and set them somewhere where you can grow them through the winter but then if it gets into the mid-twenties or colder you could set them into the garage until the temperature comes back up again oh okay i think that's what i'll have to do okay okay you could do that or the other thing you could do is uh, is dig a trench somewhere that is out of the way and set the pots down into the trench flush with the tops of the pots and then cover those with frost cloth uh, just to protect the plants. But you'll need to keep mm-hmm. them very moist. Don't let them dry out because the, the digging and transplanting weakens the plants, like I say. And you mustn't give them any other challenges. That one challenge is enough. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. I love the plant. I, I want to keep I want to keep them. So, Aren't um, they pretty? They are. They, I, they are just very graceful and interesting. And slow moving. Oh, my goodness. When they freeze to the ground, it takes forever for them to come back, as you have found out. <laughs> yes, it does. It does. It yes. Does. Yeah. Okay. Well, well thank you. I, th- I think I'll, I'll pot them and trench them both. That works. All right. Thanks for the call. Them. Thank you. Yes. Atta girl. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Let's see where we are time-wise. Uh, it is Linda in North Dallas time. Linda, this is Neil. Good morning. How can I help you? Good morning. I just want to say, Hello, Linda. Um, when you, yeah, are you there? Hello. What do you think, Mike? Long gone. No. Hello, Linda. You there? Yes, yep. you're on the air. How can I help you? Can you hear me? I had you in my earpods, so maybe something went wrong. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I do okay. very well. Thank you. Okay. Um, I wanted to say, um, watering was key. I watered so much to the point of thinking I was overwatering and not so. My plants look great, but I can't believe the amount of water I had to put down. So Yeah, um, it was yeah. awful, just dreadful. Yeah, so anyway, I am wondering, I have not put down the high nitrogen slow-release fertilizer on my St. Augustine because it's been so warm and I thought I might be aggravating fungus. I did put the fungicide down, the brand that you told to put down. Um, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if I still should put the high nitrogen fertilizer down when and does um they say every 30 days to put the fungicide down i'm wondering if grass will get resistant to it over time if you do that i i can't speak to that because we don't have any history of knowing 
you're talking about azoxystrobin, and, and uh, it hasn't been uh, around that long for us to find out. I think we have to take our chances because we don't have any other fungicides for the, for the diseases that we have, and likelihood of a resistance is not very great. Uh, I would I would fertilize as soon as you can. I was thinking last night as I was out playing ball with Zeus the dog that um, here we are at 101 degrees yesterday. It was so hot. He went after the ball about three times, and he said, I am done. And he sat down. He put the ball between his paws and laid down on the, on the driveway beside me. And uh, I said, you know, Zeus, just throwing the ball three times, I'm done. That's it. And uh, And I'm thinking... This is going to sound really strange. We, we live in rural Collin County outside McKinney. Uh, the last couple of years, we have had a killing frost one month from this time in, in late October. It's hard to imagine from 101 to 33 or 4 degrees um, in a month. And that's what could happen. And so you don't want to wait much longer to fertilize your St. Augustine. I'd go ahead and do it. Uh, I might even do it today. I normally do not recommend fertilizing ahead of rains. Um, Fort Worth Mayor once suggested to me uh, many years ago, Neil, not a good idea to fertilize ahead of rains because uh, if we get runoff, it goes into the Trinity. I don't think there'll be much runoff if we get rain tonight. If you want to wait until after the, this round of thunderstorms comes through tonight, we've had so many promises of rounds of thunderstorms that fizzled. Maybe maybe you wait and do it tomorrow, but sometime in the next two or three days, you ought to go ahead and fertilize and water it in. Okay, thank you. And, and then there's another thing called take all root rot. When does that take place? That is a, a spring disease normally, and, and uh, hear me on this one because it's all running together now. Uh, take all root rot or take all patch. Uh, will show up usually in late April. The grass just doesn't green up uniformly. It has yellowed areas. You say, what's wrong with that? I, I, I don't understand it. Um, I can't get it to green up well. And uh, it is more of a problem in, uh, in alkaline soils. The people in East Texas don't see it quite as much, but it's becoming a problem there even. And uh, then May is, is really when you see it. And by June, when it turns warmer, then it goes away, but then we begin to see gray leaf spot in the summer. That's the one that is exacerbated by nitrogen in hot weather, really hot weather. That's why you hear me say don't fertilize after about the middle of June. And then we have brown patch in the fall, which is now called large patch. A&M and the other pathologists for some reason are not satisfied with brown patch, which is a great name. But large patch makes small round uh, yellow then brown patches in the lawn that are about the size of a garbage can lid and um, and that one shows up when you when it gets down into the 60s and starts to rain so usually October for that one and the same fungicide uh, azoxystrobin which is sold as as disease X by uh, Scott's uh, only company that has it yet as far as I know um, uh, the same fungicide controls all three of them now, there have been cases of take-all root rot showing up in the fall, and if you get down in South Texas, where the grass sometimes doesn't go brown in the winter, because theoretically, in the old days, 
uh, their, their winters were milder and the grass St. Augustine would stay green. I, I grew up in College Station and our grass never turned brown like this, like it does up here. Um, the brown patch would show up again in the springtime. And so you'd have these things, you know, you'd, you'd be able to justify the fungicide treatment uh, both times. But anyway, I don't mean to confuse the issue. Yeah, okay. So. But okay. the, the resistance issue is not a problem, and fertilizing now is definitely not a problem. I would do it soon. Okay, I think I'll wait till after the rain, because I'm praying that it happens. <laughs> I am too. Why jinx it, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. You're okay. wonderful. Thanks for calling. I appreciate that. Take care. All right, Robert McKinney, you're next with the tomato question. Stay with me. Let me tell you about my book. It's Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. Let me tell you the salient point. It covers everything that you need to know about outdoor gardening, from lawns and landscapes to fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening. I spent a year writing it and illustrating it with my photographs. I hired the two people I thought were the best for editor and graphic designer, uh, 840 photographs, high-quality paper, printed in Texas. It's a hardback. It's not in stores, not on Amazon. You pay only $34.95 because I self-published this book. I sign your book. I guarantee you'll be happy with the book. There are two ways you can buy it, not in stores, not on Amazon, but by calling my office Monday through Friday, business hours, 800-752-GROW, that's 800-752-4769, or better yet, order from my website right now, that's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Those are the things you need to know to, to take this uh, to the next step, and I think you'll be happy with it. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening building our dream home, we were going to put a, a Mueller roof on it. We couldn't help but, but choose Mueller to, to put the barn up as well. All of the components are Mueller components, everything from the I-beam to the purlin to, to the sheets on, on the roof and the wall. I was able to put my, my leather shop in there. I primarily build working shafts for, for working cowboys, and so that barn has, has kind of given me a, a man cave to go do my, my work in. I, I love seeing it from the road as I'm pulling the driveway. Find out more at MuellerINC.com. Alrighty, I think it's my turn. Let me tell you about Callaway's right now. They sponsor this hour of my program and have for the last many, many years. Pretty important company to me. You know what? They're pretty important to me just as a source of wonderful plants, wonderful color. I was there the day that they opened store number 101, which to you and me as lay people is store one. And now they have, what is it, 26 or 7 or something like that. This is 22, but... I don't think it. Uh, I don't think that takes into effect the uh, Houston and Galveston and Katy Spring and Austin stores. Now they are really on the move. They're doing great. Great people. It's easier than ever to fall in love with the season of fall once you have visited your neighborhood Callaway's Nursery. You'll be inspired by their fresh autumn harvest bounty. This is the time to spice up your garden with all your autumn favorites, like pumpkins of every kind, gourds and straw bales, fanciful yard art, and tall corn stalks. They have an amazing assortment, including specialty pumpkins like Cinderella, Fairy Tail, Tiger Stripe, Knucklehead, and of course, plenty of jack-o'-lanterns for the family to carve. Find the biggest pumpkin or go out for the most unique shape or texture. As a special treat, select 10 and 14-inch fiddly figs. They're 50% off, 
uh, today. Fiddly figs are a welcome addition to any bright area of your home with their playfully shaped leaves. Now, these are big leaves, and they look like fiddles. They're just incredible. They are gorgeous. You'll love the added piece of nature for your home decor. Get yours today. This is the time to mark your calendar for the Pumpkin Fest, Saturday, September 30, next Saturday. Come enjoy fall family fun, where every child receives a free pie pumpkin to decorate and take home. Join them in feeding those in need in our communities and drop off your canned goods at any of their locations. They'll be collecting donations through October 15. They're open seven days a week for your convenience. Visit their website, Callaways.com, C-A-L-L-O-W-A-Y-S.com for inspiration. That's Callaways Nursery. Their life lived beautifully, and they are beautiful stores, great people. Callaways.com. I'm Jen, Vice President of Marketing with Callaway's Nursery. We're your neighborhood garden center founded right here in the Metroplex. Callaway's sponsors this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Jen. There she is right there. Let's uh, go back to the phone lines. We'll go to Robert in McKinney. Robert, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Um, uh, I, I, I ended up getting uh, another eye, um, another question uh, for you uh, because I have uh, kind of a planter garden. Uh, they're, they're, they're in like ketter boxes and stuff like that. Uh, so the, the one, the main question I have is this year, my tomato plants ended up really turning yellow when, when they were growing in, in the spring. So I don't know what I need to do, like, like soil amendments or. All right. Well, there are three or four things that. Yeah, hang on. There are three or four main things that can cause that. Yellow is like calling the doctor and saying, I don't feel good. It is uh, it is a symptom, but it's a, a pretty weak symptom. I need to know the week that this yellowing showed up. I, I'm, it is that uh, precise. It was, it, 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 was, it was May. Because I, uh, what I, week I, in, planted, I, I, I started the seedlings in... Uh, what week in May? Uh, it, it was it was the second week in May, but I started the seedlings in um, September. So so I had a lot of time. September. To, to, oh my gosh! To, to, to grow. Those them should big. have been mature so, by then. Uh, okay, well, Robert, exactly. I'm. And, and, and it makes me that's, that's what makes me confused. Yeah, let me try to let me try to help you. Where did they spend the winter? Give me a quick answer on that one, and then I can take off. In, uh, sorry, uh, they they spent the winter inside, and then I ended up planting yeah. them. But in, where inside? Uh, were they on a windowsill? Were they in a greenhouse? Where were they? Uh, windowsill. Okay, um, that alone is is ninety nine percent of the problem. Uh, to mm. be successful, tomato plants need to be, uh, I have a minute, I'm just finding out now before the newscast. To be successful, tomato seeds need to be planted about seven weeks, six or seven weeks prior to planting them into the garden. They come very quickly, fastest of all our, our vegetable crops. So you would sow them, uh, probably you're going to want to plant them into the garden uh, about the 1st of April. 
And so about at the, at the earliest, the 1st of February, you would sow the seeds on a bright windowsill. And uh, then you'd get them up into about three inch pots, three or four inch pots, and they'd be ready to plant out. Your plants were probably root bound as all get out, starved for nitrogen, and uh, starved for sunshine. They needed to have been planted into a greenhouse or some bright light spot. Uh, in May, late May, you would see early blight. In uh, mid to late June, you'd see spider mites, but those plants didn't live long enough to get to that point. Robert, I hate to run, but I've got to. We have news. I'll be back. <laughs> 